culture of thrones set ablaze by the majority. Tired of complacency, ready for the anarchy, cause what's left to lose? Good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning. You are tuning in to the Urban Conservative. And with me this morning, I have my co-host and executive producer, John Tell Tolan. Yo, 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 Grand Rising, everybody. Hope you are well today and blessed. Let's get it. I am Chaz Neal, an activist based in Minneapolis, Minnesota, and we are being brought to you today by the Leon Black Independent Media. We are all about transparency, truth, and accountability. The Urban Conservative is all about the news on the streets, gun violence, crime, politics, and how we solve our community's most hardest issues. How can we change our communities for the better? Let's get back to family, community, and building foundational roots. Let's make sure nobody gets left behind. Shut up and help. Uh, today, we're going to talk about today. The first story is we're going to talk about is there was a situation uh, here in Minneapolis at Catholic Charities. They were doing um, a clothing giveaway and there was an altercation uh, that a person had their eyeball popped out of. Uh, Wow. Which is is really disturbing when people are going to get help uh, and people are being assaulted. Uh, it's just it's it is just sick to me, um, and, and disturbing because of the point in time that we're at right now. Uh, when are people ever safe of even going to get? Uh, basic necessities of clothing, uh, you know, food, shelter, and to be coming somewhere to get help and to be assaulted and to be assaulted the way so gruesomely and uh, is yeah is it's indicative of our society and the things that are going on. You know, we can't we can't do nothing nowhere without having some kind of. Um, 
some kind of struggle going on. Yo, I want to say real quick, um, it's Indigenous People's Day. Shout out to all the people who have lost their lives by colonization and degradation of the previous society and the old way, I won't say the old way, but the, the true way of living. Yes, yes, yes. Fuck Christopher Columbus over here. Fuck Christopher Columbus Day. Fuck yeah. Yes, 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 because that's not the true history. How's a motherfucker going to find something that people are already here? Yep. Um, so that is real American history today, brought to you by Leon Block Independent Media. Uh, but if you go to the, the next slide, the next picture, yeah, yeah. Um, you'll see that yesterday. So that was the the clothing giveaway uh, at Catholic Charities, because that building right there is um, there's two separate right there is Catholic Charities and across the other way that we don't have a picture of, but it's the Salvation Army. Uh, okay. So you have two different separate uh, city, not city entities, but nonprofit entities over there that uh, help the homeless, help the uh, help the poor. So that is considered in Minneapolis a high crime area because you also around the corner have the, the Greyhound bus station. So, God, oh, the way they treat our people, man, the way they treat our people. Mind you, fill people in on the story that we did the other day about the current state of the houseless population in your city. Yeah, you know, and we can get into that. Uh, there is something that I, if you go uh, the Fox 9, yeah. the activist set up a homeless encampment at, at Minneapolis City Hall. And hold on, I think there is a video for. Oh no, that's the that's the other one. Okay. Yeah. So here we go. Yep, right there. This October, since you're always an ad. Always an ad, y'all. Right. Always right. an ad. So the advocates for the homeless uh, have set up an encampment outside Minneapolis City Hall after the city cleared out two encampments in the city over the past couple days um uh last weekend uh so basically in the last eight nine days uh there's been three encampments evicted, uh and we had a housing shutdown that was basically for men that came out of prison that were facing drug issues uh it was more like a, a transitional housing so they could get back on their feet and they were evicted. Uh, mm. So this is what we're gonna talk about is Fox 9 did a story about uh, the activists. I call it performative because they're only doing it for one day. I do think what they're doing is important. Uh, it brings awareness, but there, if there isn't a solid plan behind it, uh, what they're doing is, is pointless uh for well, yeah, you, you've you're sending homeless people onto the streets on the coldest day of the of right. so far in minnesota in minneapolis and you're only doing a protest for one day what is your plan of action what are you what's the long-term plan of how you're going to house these people at least temporarily until you find another solution the definitely, protest like said, is performing. Definitely. And right. definitely because of just the simple fact of 
where you're looking at where they're protesting right now is City Hall. And the people that the elected officials made $1.5 million between the 14 of them. So you mean to tell me that they each couldn't put $1,500, $2,000, let's even say five. Right. That's like $75,000 right now, actually $70,000 right there because there's 14 of them. Uh, so that'd be 70000 that they could literally from their own campaign, their own funds, whatever, you know what I'm saying, put into a fund to help the homeless. And But yet they're not doing that. Mm-hmm. So if they really wanted to end homelessness, they really could because we literally pay more to unshelter people than to really help people have stable housing because Talk about it. for the stable housing... If we literally wanted to help pay people rent for, let's say, two years, right? Because if we put people in the shelters, jails, hospitals, ERs, we're paying anywhere between forty dollars to $120,000 a year, right? Rent, anywhere between thirteen dollars to $25,000 a year. So why do we choose the capitalist way and not mm-hmm. the people way? Talk I about it. Understand it because to really solve the issue is so much cheaper, but they would rather pump so much more money in to cause way more of a problem. Because instead of solving the problem, they would rather yep. band-aid the problem. Yep. Because it's the same reason that we know there's cures for cancers and uh HIV and so many other things, but diabetes. Uh, yeah, diabetes, the, the medical industry would lose their money. So they have to keep people barely alive so that they can continue to make money. And it's the same kind of thing when it comes to houselessness because it feeds mental health issues. It feeds the criminal justice system. It feeds the prison industrial complex. And they make bank off of those things. Big bank. They make, yeah, it feeds, because it makes, it feeds, if it doesn't it make dollars, it doesn't make sense. Right. Talk about it. If it don't make dollars, it don't make sense. Because why would you pick the more expensive route to try to, and I say trying, when I say trying is, to me, trying is lying. So, and that's what they're doing because they're trying to fix a problem with just throwing money at it instead of looking at the core issue and figuring out why people are homeless. Is it maybe because? They don't make enough money. Okay, so let's do this. It'll be cheaper if we just give them, what is their rent? Let's say $900 a month. So that's nine grand. So we'll ha- we'll give them $10,800. But you know what? We'll double that. So we'll give them 21006 Boom, bam, wham. We pay their rent for two years. Now we can pay dollars $21,600. Or we could pay anywhere between 80 to 160 grand for the next two years. What makes more sense? See, politician is going to choose the anywhere between the 80 to 160 because they're going to tell the voters it come that we're bringing more money into your community. But what they're not going to tell you, what violence that's going to bring, what crime that's going to bring. Because at the end of the day, when a person has their back against the wall, what are they going to go do? What's the easier way to go get money? The fast way. Right. 
poverty be, breeds crime and poverty also entails goes in hand in hand with uh lack of education so right. yeah you're going to do the easiest things because you need the 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 quickest way of getting what you need and means of what you need it's a matter of survival too and all these powers that be noticed though it's just the way that they react to it that makes that that you're pointing out i think is the the most important thing no definitely i want to let's play this video because i haven't yeah. even watched it yeah we get off track here let's but listen. yeah no nah, we are never we ain't, we ain't never off track over here facts always speak the truth right there's some focus from the police on, on this area and we see some some police around here and and it's more a presence a presence fox 9 camera spotting empty police cars with their lights on in downtown it's part of a plan for more visibility throughout the city but it's that exact tactic sparking a heated argument on twitter between a resident and the city's top man for public safety mm. a minneapolis citizen on twitter questioned dr cedric alexander about several empty squads in downtown Mm -hmm. Alexander responded by saying it shows increased visibility enough of the two-faced talking from both sides of your mouth already he said well the heated exchange continued mm. for several tweets mm -hmm. Alexander has since said he regrets the tone of his replies Fox 9 asked the city of Minneapolis if the commissioner violated the city's social media policy yeah. the officials say they're in the process of reviewing that situation Advocates for the homeless are camping out at Minneapolis City Hall. This comes after the city cleared out several homeless encampments in the last week across the city. City officials say the camps pose a public health and public safety risk. Advocates say they have one demand here. They want to mm. stop the destruction of those encampments. A lot of us advocates got together and were like, we have to do something. You know, this is kind of a breaking point. Um, winter is coming. You know, people are going to freeze outside. They're going to lose limbs. Um, people aren't getting adequate health care, shelter, food. Um, this is a fight for their lives. Mm -hmm. Those advocates say they will be at City Hall as long as they can. They have a rally and supply drive planned for tomorrow. The city has a meeting on Tuesday. That's where they'll address their homeless response. I do. Mm. So uh, they're addressed the homeless. So they're going to wait to Tuesday. These are full time elected officials with city staff that today is a business day. So why not handle it today? Why not call an emergency meeting? Right. That is according to your city charter. These see, this is the shit I, 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 I hate. And I'm going to say hate. I don't like to use that word, but I, I hate it because of the simple yeah. fact of they're feeding the narrative and I'm not talking about Fox nine. I'm, that's she's reporting what she's hearing. Right. Regardless if she mistook their words or whatever, I'm going to comment off of because I know these people. Right. And mm -hmm. I know these groups that are out there. Not all of them are bad. Um, but my point is it's performative because at the end of the day, you are going up here. You're at a city hall. Why not be at these people's front doors? Why not Talk go to where Latrice Vital lives? Why not go to where Ellison lives? And uh, war. You know what? I'm going to name all of them all. Why not go to an Elliot Payne's house? Why and in Ward One? Why not go to a Robin Wansley in Ward Two or Michael Rainville in Ward Three or Ward Four, Latrice Vital? Ward mm. five, Jeremiah Ellison. Award six, Jamal Osman. Ward seven, Lisa Goodman. Ward eight, Andrea Jenkins. Ward nine, Jason Chavez. 
Ward 10, Aisha Shagtai. Ward 11, Emily Koski. Ward 12, Andrew Johnson. And Ward 13, Lene Lisa, I don't know what her name is, but she's the vice president of the city council. And then you got Jacob Frey, who makes $136,000 a year. But then let's go to the 13 names I just named off. They make 106. So why are we not at their house? Why are we not bothering them? Because City Hall ain't doing shit. That is performative. Why are we at these people's houses? And disrupting because I thought it was no justice, no peace. Capitalism. But y'all don't want to go into their neighborhoods and disrupt their peace. You want to go downtown because yep. you want the media. You want performative. People over property. Performative. Like, come on, performative. Man. Yep. I, I don't understand yep. it anymore. If people really cared, if y'all did not want to be outside and take all from away from your jobs, away from your lives, why not go to where the, the core issue is? Because it's not at City Hall. Yep. If you really want change, it's not at City Hall because they're not there right now. They weren't there yesterday when y'all did the press conference. Why not go to where they live? Go to their neighborhoods. Mess up their justice. Mess up yep. their peace. Because that's the only way we're going to get it. We can't keep on doing these performative actions. And I hope they do get a lot of donations. I don't want people to, to think that I'm bad talking or... It's the truth is the truth and the facts are the facts. Because if we're really going to get changed, we have to stop doing performative ass shit. Performative because the problem is all those names that I, I read off are Democrats. They're all Democrats. Whatever wow. functions of moderate to socialist to liberal, those are all Democrats. DFLers, right? 2017, Mayor Jacob Frey ran off of, he was going to end homelessness in five years. Huh? Sir, it's 2022. You haven't ended homelessness yet. Talk about it. So, Omar, not even going to Omar. I'll talk to the other 13 council members. Todd Gramitz from Black Lives, the streets and Black Lives Matter, Minneapolis, St. Paul, has a bill, has a bill in Senate that has been in city, whatever, the, the state hall, the, the capital, the state capital for four years for, and this is Bill HF 1416 for $5 million for 30 homes over north for transitional housing for families to help them get out of homelessness and have, who stops it? Who stops it? Because it isn't it isn't, it isn't the Republicans stopping it because it's the Republican bill. It's the Democrats stopping it. So y'all need to wake up and smell the coffee and smell the coffee because that shit they telling y'all is bullshit. It's bullshit. Yeah, it's bullshit. So the last story, I think it's the last story you wanted to get into. It's via Twitter, right? Yes. Yes. Um, on Twitter, it is. So what is, um, is pulling up is um, 
yesterday, right before Saturday night, this is a Saturday night thing. Um, Sergeant Schroeder is a very famous, uh, whatever you want to call him, police officer, detective. But he's also got a lot of, he's got a lot of history. They call him a mini Chauvin. Uh, and that should scare a lot of people. Oh, yeah. And instead of talking about it, they, they prefer to keep it silent. And I've met this dude. He's a, he's not, a, he, I call him a coward. And, and I've told that to him to his face. He's a coward. Um, seeing this man call family members two scenes and brutalize the family members coming to de-escalate a situation while he's escalating the situation. Um, so, but just to show it that he had to, his squad car was rammed and he had to get authorization to chase. Uh, now, the reason why I bring that authorization piece up that he had to get it authorized to chase this, this vehicle is because that is a failed democratic policy. Uh, see, criminals in, in Minneapolis know certain things about Minneapolis. That's why they do certain things. They know that's why you have the carjackers drive over north past these officers uh, laughing in their faces, going down Broadway or Penn at 40, 50 miles an hour because they know the police can't chase them. They know the police can't get no chase. Right. 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 So then you have people like Cedric Alexander who brings in ideas that, okay, we'll police with drones. So while BLM and the DFL is behind that, they don't understand that that's going to take away our civil freedoms. That's going to take away our right to privacy. So just because of the fact that the police are lazy and they want to use that they're understaffed, right? So that they don't want to, why don't you get the community involved? Why don't you protect the community instead of sitting there being silent and allowing the bullshit to happen? Because yesterday was a whole Vikings game. And yet you had police presence down there, but so much shit was going on over North. That right there. Y'all better sip on the tea and that's right to downtown and they're feeling safer. So yeah, safe for my ass. Today, some of the folks we talked to say a police presence. Thanks good morning, good morning, good morning. Pinkies up, bitches. Good morning. Okay, <laughs> can't be saying all the B A. We we are we are rated our show, but we got come on, can't be saying the B word. We don't we're we're, we're conservative over here. We're about family values. We don't be using the B word. <laughs> Come on now. Can't be just waking up being all handy dandy on a Monday. I'm dead. Hold on. Hold on. Let me, hold on. I need a moment. Then they're going to be like, oh, he's part of that grab it crowd. I don't need right. that kind of. Uh, right. They're going to call you. Some, next thing you know, people are going to be calling you Snowflake. Good right. morning. Good morning. Good morning, y'all. Top of the morning. Yo, man. Uh, people don't know who this is. This is Meg Keller. Uh, she is a co-host on Daily T. She also has her own show called Freedom for All. Uh, so if you're not following, please do. Very informative young woman right here, young queen. Uh, does a lot of stuff for Freedom of Information Acts. Does a lot of stuff with data requests. 
uh, actually helped me over the weekend um, with my writing the continuance. So <laughs> let it be known. Pinky's up. At the Pinky's up. <laughs> you sound like you hype today, Meg. Oh, Whew. you know it. I'm ready to work, honey. You feeling good? Feeling good? Let's go. Go ahead, girlfriend. <laughs> yes. Today's a good day, honey. We right. are blessed and highly right. favored. That's right. Live. That's right. Let's <laughs> let's go ahead and finish this this video up. Oh, and I'm glad that uh you joined too, Meg, because this next story that we're gonna talk about after oh, we yeah. get done with this, oh, you're gonna love this. So I'm glad all three of us are on. For real. Ooh, yes. Let's get it. Let's get it. Vikings game day at U.S. Bank Stadium means big crowds around downtown before and after the game. A feeling that many in the city say has been missing over the last couple of years until now. But yeah, I, I believe downtown is back. Downtown back to what it used to be, like a lot of people moving around. As part of a new public safety plan in Minneapolis, there were several empty squad cars parked around downtown to deter crime amid a year where crime numbers in some areas have climbed. I saw a couple of police like walking in, and I do appreciate them keeping everybody safe. I actually like the police presence, definitely. Meanwhile, perhaps drawing more people to downtown. This is Stone's Throw from Target Center. We are very excited to be part of the resurgence of downtown. Tom's Watch Bar will open for the first time on Monday. Operating partner Jason Cooney says the safety of their customers will be top of mind. It'll be safe, yes. We have our we have some security in building here too about what we see with the police too is great. There's some focus from the police on, on this area and we see some and not just Minneapolis police on hand today, but also several private security organizations as these crowds come back. Live in Minneapolis, Beth Santos, Fox Hunt. Mm. You know, my thing of it is he says private security. Why don't he just say what he what, what he really wants and say the office the office of violence prevention? Why didn't he just say that? This right. he, didn't, he didn't put him out there, but I guarantee it that this because if that was a part of Operation Endeavor, a lot of that has to do with community involvement, and that's what people don't understand. And Operation Endeavor, uh, if you look at the the, I don't have a, a link to it and I will find it, but reading from independent media and, and people that are, are don't have no affiliations with media channels, uh, mm -hmm. have, have really dug into it, uh, is, and what their take from it is Operation Endeavor is a military tactic. You see all, mm -hmm. the, it makes it seem like their presence is, is known more. And, and is around, but see that that to me is a failure because criminals are are, are smarter nowadays. You know, um, the tactics are getting different, and especially if they're they're learning the policies because you don't have the same type of criminality in mm -hmm. suburbs or right. rural right. areas because they allow their police to be police. Uh, but see, when you get to the inner cities, you have these police officers that don't live in inner city areas, right, they live right. in suburbs, or 
they were picked on when they were in high school. Uh, maybe Big Dick Bob uh, got to his girlfriend on the, you know what I'm saying, and been mad that, you know, she got blacked out. You know what I mean? So, uh, and then they okay. take it out when they pull somebody over, a black, a black individual. Slave catcher. Right. So it's not always about racism. It's not always about uh, a person's color. It's, sometimes they just a piece of shit ass person, regardless of whatever color they are. They just wear a fucking blue, a blue uniform. So, when, but honestly, I do believe all cops are bad because if you, it's the profession, right? It's silence. It's it's yep. the silence. It's the fact that silence they, and violence. They 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 take an oath that really don't mean shit because the Supreme Court has already said they have no obligation to protect the public. So when they take that oath, why even include that protect the public? Because y'all don't have to. You're right. And I know I ain't gonna really ran on on police, <laughs> but today, but what the hashtag says. Police to police. There's nothing wrong with that because yeah. we do have the right to do a citizen's arrest, even on a paid licensed officer if they are out there committing wrong. So I need people to know this, um, that we do too have rights as citizens. Um, if you look at any organizational chart in a city and you know who runs the city, the first thing that's going to come up, the residents. We, the people, are the bosses. We pay those $1.5 million that's going to our Minneapolis City Council. We pay the $150,000 a year that Omar gets, are these, their travel, housing. Yeah, we pay that. So while we have homeless people and they're taking private jets to uh, Russia, are they going to Ukraine? Are they going to North Korea? Are they going to Europe? Are they going to vacation up in uh, Martha's Vineyard? Talk about it. Homeless people out here that we should really be caring about while y'all take those full-time salaries but don't want to be full-time elected officials. Mm. And on that note, we're going to take a quick break and we're going to come back and we're going to talk a little bit about Akron. And then we have some other stuff we want to talk about real quick. So, Meg, stay tuned as well. We're sure you got some commentary and some stuff to talk about. <laughs> Meg, yo, you, you hyped this morning. She ready for the tea. We are going to talk Always about when we, when we get back from a little commercial break, we are going to talk about I'm going to put it out there to hype people up. So share, 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 because – we're going to talk about why lives matter. We're going to talk about the greatest lie ever told, uh, a documentary that is coming out Wednesday by Candace Owens. So please tune in because what happened with Kanye and Candace was all a performative action. And I'm going to explain why me, Jontel, and Meg are going to tell you why. Let's talk about it. Propaganda. <laughs> That's right.
yo, 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 top so, of the morning, top of the morning, <laughs> grand rising. Uh, we are going to talk about Akron. Um, over the weekend, there was a story that came out um, from Akron about a, another police-involved killing uh, that happened at after Jalen Walker. Oh. Um, the lady, it was a situation at the end of July. Um where the police were called to a bar for a shooting. Um, hold on, I'm trying to hold find up. Did you hear? Did you hear about this, Meg? No, this is the first time I've heard about it. What's yeah. up with it, Miss Akron? I would think we should miss. We should ask Miss Akron, who's on our comments right now. She's still on there. She still I mean, might be because yeah, she's around. She always around. Always know. around, right? Right. She is always around. <laughs> <laughs> she's always around, but don't get around. You know what I'm saying? Lurking. Lurking. Yes. Peeping. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, well, while while Chaz is is getting those, uh, I look like she might comment it. Yeah, she there. Yeah, Lurking. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, y'all tuning in to the Urban Conservative. I'm the executive producer, John Tell, joined by the host of the show, Chaz Neal. And we got guest on the show who is also host of uh, T and uh, Freedom for All, Meg Keller. And uh, we're, we're talking about Akron because it's always some shit going down in Akron. Excuse my language, but uh, when it comes to... <laughs> the kind of crimes that are committed when it comes to police against civilians um ohio and <laughs> ohio in general i'm sorry i'm reading the comments uh has got a lot of work to do so we've got a lot of work to do as far as holding them accountable because it's what independent media does am i right y'all yes you are 100 percent, sir that's right. It's about to take over. Wow. Well, while you're finding that story, you still looking for it? Yeah. All right. Well, there is a story that we did forget about. It's a triple shooting at an intersection in Northwest D.C. Um, right. So the Metro Police Department said it was looking for two people involved in a shooting that left that left three men hurt on Sunday afternoon. The shooting happened in the area of 7th and O Streets Northwest shortly after 5.45 p.m. Uh, so this was about uh, multiple rounds of gunfire uh, and officers who were nearby heard the shots. They went to the intersection, found three men who'd been hit by gunfire. All of them were conscious and breathing. And the men were uh, sent to the hospital for treatment. Uh, no one, it, there was no fatalities, but there were some injuries, of course. A number of cars were also hit by gunfire. And no one besides the men, uh, the man was hurt. Uh, and MPD, the Metro Police Department, said it appeared to be a targeted drive-by shooting. 
uh, added then that there was no evidence that other shootings in the district earlier than that Sunday were related to the triple shooting. The police department asked that it's looking for two people who left the area in a black sedan with a faded color, color roof. That's right. Justice for Jalen. Justice for Jalen. And you know what? Uh, they will put stories out like this to distract us from the main story. Uh, the main story being, yes, justice for Muhammad, that there are constant, constant stolen lives and lives taken too early um, by police forces. And they don't want to talk about it. It still goes on every day. They don't want to talk about it. No, they never do. My rant's over. Meg, what you got for us? Man, I think that oh. this is crazy. They just got to stop killing us. There was a lot of police shootings over the weekend, too, that I'm going to talk about on Freedom for All. One, whenever the kids were throwing rocks mm. and they shot him four times within 21 seconds of arrival on scene. Wow. One was wow. the 17-year-old boy in McDonald's parking lot that... They shot, they was the guy yeah. that on the probationary period and shot the kid. Like, in crazy. That one reminds me of like Dante Wright. Like, he was pulling mm -hmm. off. Right. And he shot at the cars he was pulling off. That's, it's just a mess. Do we see a pattern, y'all? Right. right. I can't find it, but I will look for no, it. No doubt. Yeah, no um, doubt. It's all good. If you want, because I know it's the story that we really wanted to get to, because me and you was get like going at it about about this story, and it, it does. Um, it's it, there's so many different ways and angles to go at this, and uh, I'm gonna say my piece definitely because I feel like we got different perspectives, not conflicting, but just different, um, different aspects of this that we can pick apart. So I want to go ahead and get into that, uh, Chaz, because I know you really want to talk about this. Kanye West first. So what about Kanye West and Candace Owens? What what happened? Because I did hear about White Lives Matter, but what the what, what's going on with that? Break it down, brother. So. Kanye did a fashion show uh, in Paris uh, and wore White Lives Matter uh, shirts. Uh, he's selling them. Uh, and I want people to know that this is all a performative. Uh, and I'm kind of glad that he did this um, for a reason. It's, it's, it's a marketing. He's a marketing genius. Uh, yeah, he's banned on Instagram and Twitter right now. Uh, and they want to say that it's he's anti-Semitic. Uh, that's the same thing they pulled on Nick Cannon. Mm -hmm. uh, it's kind of the same thing they just pulled here with Cedric Alexander in Minneapolis. Because they want to make this man what they... Kanye ain't going to apologize. But Nick yeah. did because it messed with his money. Now, when you have the type of money Kanye has, hmm, you can't mess with the man's money because he got money. The man is right. a billionaire. Right. He can say whatever he wants, and that's the that's real freedom right there. That is when somebody can't silence you, which they're trying to silence him. Yeah, he is money. The man is a walking. Everybody want to be, even though he dresses weird. I might think it's weird. Uh, clothes might be look like you're, you're homeless, but it's still everybody wants some Yeezys. And you know what? 
people are talking about the mental health aspect of it, and that can go one of two ways, right? First of all, a black man exhibiting mental health issues is no different than a white man or a white woman exhibiting mental health issues. That person needs help if they are, you know, having mental health issues. Do I think he's got some mental health issues? I do. However, aren't all billionaires freaking weird? Weird, right. Why right. is it that all of a sudden we see a black billionaire and it doesn't make any sense to us. We automatically want to go to he's got issues or he's crazy. Or da, 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 da. Yeah, that may be true. But so are the other billionaires that are sitting there eating body parts and throwing these all biggest striving to get Illuminati parties that I'm sure you have heard of. But yet we right. want to harp on Kanye, the one black billionaire that we can actually kind of compare ourselves to because we've seen him go from rags to riches. You know what I'm saying? Right, right. <laughs> Yo, I'm glad they ain't gonna like this. Me. This is the thing of right. it is though. They're yeah. not gonna like this because right. it's this is what people I this was all a performative action, right? It was to get people to talk, and that's exactly what it did. Because over the weekend, you had my son, the general, uh Tamika Mallory, mm. uh Selena Johnson. These are all people that were commenting on something that was posted about BLM, uh, the White Lives Matter, you know, bullshit. Uh, because instead of maybe calling the people out and being taking accountability, they wanted to cover up for it. Yeah. And, and, and I got screenshots and I've even messaged these people privately mm. to tell them don't everything doesn't need you don't need to. To, to jump in on because if you're not going to sit here and call out people for accountability to get unity, sit the fuck down and shut up and help. Talk about it. Th that is, I, I love what he does. I, I, I will say this, that boycott black murder. Yes. I love it. But the performative shit you do my nigga, because at the end of the day, who pays you? Not your rap career, my nigga, because I don't know you for your rap. I don't know you for your whack-ass freestyles you do on YouTube, TikTok, Instagram. I don't know you for that, my nigga. What I know you for is this movement, is that you out here for Black Lives Matter, right? But instead of calling out our people that are doing wrong, you're sticking up for them. You're, mm. you're part of the problem. You're not part of the solution because... You can't. You wanted to talk about nine nine zero forms. Why don't you go ask Patrice Collars for all the receipts for the ninety million dollars, my nigga, before you stick up for somebody? Because you don't know where that money went. You're gonna go sit there and stick up for them instead of just honestly saying, you know what? I don't know where all that money went because I guarantee it. You got paid off of some of that. You got paid, street politicians. Yeah. Y'all act like I don't know you're part of Ben Crump and and, and, and what's the old L Sharpton fed rat ass team. Right, right. Man, like I don't understand how y'all pay y'all lives, your house, travel. Y'all act like I don't know that's on your budgets. Get the fuck right. out of here. Right. Come on, man. They gotta make it make sense to me. Gotta make it make sense. But I, you know, it was all a ploy to get people to deflect and distract. But honestly, is it really deflecting and distracting people? Because it's anything that a lot of people are probably going to disagree with Kanye and Candace Owens are doing. 
But I didn't see nobody in Minneapolis stopping Candace Owens from doing this documentary in Minneapolis, because as you'll see in this little trailer clip, and you can see on Wednesday when it drops, the documentary, the greatest lie ever told, BLM, George. I don't know why she put George Floyd in it, but uh, uh, but yeah, if you could play the the, the trailer, because I her, her little smug smile just gets. I want to smack her right off her face. Ugh. All right, here we go, yo. The Black Lives Matter released their nine ninety filings. They collected eighty million dollars. Where is that money? It's not here. Everything looks worse than it was. Where have you seen that money impacted throughout the city? So my producer just sent me a link. It is just shocking to me because of how much money was raised to think that where he lived, the bills weren't being covered. Super frustrating, but that's a dead end. So. And here's where it gets really interesting. Ready for some BLM pride? Another 200K went to escorts, BDSM workers, strippers, peep show workers, phone sex operators, and webcam performers. And then at that moment, it became personal. And I thought, not only am I going to say the truth, <laughs> I am going to scream the truth louder than you can scream the lies. It's incredible that the majority of the world hasn't seen this. So two days, what it comes oh. out on Wednesday. Yeah. This is insane. Like, you first know. of all, what is she talking about, about like transgender people and LGBT? Oh. Where, where, what's that about? She's talking about George Floyd? No, what she's talking about is, so if you look at the 990 forms, and we can dig through this on Daily T this yeah. week too, because this is Meg's specialty, one yeah. of her specialties. Uh, we'll we'll break down of where look at BLM, the, the whatever movement they want to call themselves, their 990 form, the global movement, and look at the 80, 90 million dollars, but look at where it was, how it was allocated. Right. Because a lot of it was to different organizations that were predominantly uh, trans and their lives matter too. Right. Uh, but when you look at how but that what about the black folk? Right, right. Why do we always got to break it down? You know, they want to put us under BIPOC. Uh, yep. I'm, I'm sorry, but I'm, I'm tired of being called a BIPOC. I'm black first. Because, right, Period. I'm black first because when Asians, they y'all want to consider them BIPOC. But yet there's an Asian hate crime bill. There ain't no black one. Also, let's not forget let's not forget the fact that all skin folk and kin folk and kin how many of us really for ourselves and for black lives? It's not very many. Because then you got the white people that's like allies that say they're allies, but how many of them are really helping us? And I'm talking about liberals. Right. They don't help us because they instead they go to a certain few people and say, Oh, we're going to the community. But they're those people that they're going to don't even really live in the community. They right. may be working in the community for a nonprofit, but that don't mean they, they're here 24 seven. Right. They're not out here with the people because you really have 
individuals and groups that don't get paid by the city, uh, that don't get grants, that are self-sustaining, but get shitted on because of the simple fact of we don't want to take that money and they can't bite the hand that feeds them. Mm. Mm. <laughs> they can't bite the hand that feeds them. So that's why you see these performative actions instead of calling out these public officials. And what I mean by public, because none of their information is private. All you, I have all 14 of these people's addresses Ooh. because it's public information. Right. I have Keith Ellison's address all three of his houses because he has three of them um <laughs> just Yo. to put that out there i i Ooh, know three houses like right but even like governor walls because there's an argument a debate out there that he doesn't live in in minnesota oh, he wow. is from nebraska originally but he does have property in mankato in his wife's name see people don't always want to look at the spouse they just want to look at the individual now, them being a married couple, I'm sure his name is on the deed somewhere. But when it comes up on the GIS, it's under his wife. So I want people to understand this. This is all public information. So if you really want to make change, don't go to a city hall where you know ain't nobody there. Because right. all you're doing is, is you're making a statement. But what is an arrest going to do? Because that's resources that could have went somewhere else. So that 50 million that they raised for the Minnesota Freedom Fund, that could have been used for other ways instead of out here leading people blindly to be arrested, to get charges that now they don't have a job anymore maybe, or they lost their housing because there's a trickle effect to that shit. And some people that were out here by any means necessary following people that were saying preaching but not following mm -hmm. by any means necessary were the people that are paying the costs not them because they get to go home live in their nice house on brooklyn, yep. Park, brooklyn yep. center coon rapids while the real revolutionaries are either homeless struggling how to be homeless yep and yet we get shitted on. So why are y'all jealous of us when y'all already got it all? I don't understand that. Why shit on us? Because we don't have nothing. We're out here fighting to get where y'all are at. I would love to get a million dollar contract. Not so I could go live by a $500,000 house. We push for peace. Talk about it. But to give back to my community so that we can all live accordingly equally and not to be pointed out because of black excellence that ain't black excellence that's black selling out my nigga Woo. Can, if that was if that was black excellence we would all be like that because it ain't that hard it ain't that hard anybody can go put on a tie and a suit and go in there and act like a white man it's called mm -hmm. acting but i ain't never about to go in there even with a suit and a tie, I'm always going to be Chaz Lawrence Neal. You're always going to hear me say the nigga word. You're always going to hear me say whatever the fuck comes out of my mouth because I'm not. That's what I see on these streets because that's where my office is. That's where I'm at 24-7. I don't want to be in a, for, in a city hall protected by people that don't want to protect me. I want to be protected by the people because that's who I'm out here for. The people Talk about it.
I'm not out here for Democrats. I'm not out here for Republicans. I'm out here to keep us a family, to keep us as units, to get that unity so that we can all live in peace. So when or fail, freedom or jail, heaven or hell, wish me well. <laughs>